The BBC presents Vintage Goons, another in the series of programmes first broadcast to British listeners in 1954. Any questions? No. Very well, then. We present Agents Sellers, Seacum and Milligan in... The Goon Show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, today in the American Senate... Senator Van der Schmidt said... That is more the uh, House of Un-American activities on a white screen and a multicolor. I, Jane Mansfield, on the Russian attack on East Manitoba at Nock and Merle of And he continued by saying... Which concluded his speech. <laughs> then, on March the 3rd, in our House of Commons, at 4 o'clock, the Prime Minister said... Everyday exchanges in our political circles are made known to us all by the daily newspapers. But what of the secret services? Yes, indeed. What of them? What of them, man? Unknown to us, the secret services are striving powers in a constant battlement. Move and counter-move, plot and counter-plot. We give you now the story of only one minute fragment in this mosaic of political intrigue. Take the case of Agent X-2. Hi, I'm X2. <laughs> My mission started when I was called to HQMI5. I'd hardly got on board the train for London when I had the uneasy feeling I was being watched. Two tickets, please. Tickets? Oh. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Mm-mm. Here. This is a platform ticket. That's right, I always travel by platform. Come on now, mate, come on now, matey. Where's your ticket now? <laughs> I was just joking. <laughs> there we are. Here. Well, hang a minute. His ticket's from Piccadilly to Hyde Park. Yes, I know. A very easy journey. I often make it, you know. Here, my good man, don't mess me about here. It's <laughs> <laughs> an old Welsh joke. Now, there. My ticket. Here. This... This year, ticket was issued in 1902. Really? Gad, we're running late. <laughs> and it's for the Brighton to London stagecoach. Well? Well, this ain't a stagecoach, mate. You mean this train isn't horse-drawn? No. I demand my money back. You, Charlotte, and you, I, I want to... Wait a minute here. I... You oh. can't fool me about with all that clever talk, mate. You got a paper the ticket. Now, <clears throat> where did you get on? Cuss. The game's up. Well, now, um, uh, what is that last station? Fan Junction. That's it. That's it. That's what I get on. But we didn't stop there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it was easy? <laughs> Look, where are you going to? The next station. Right, that'll be 18 shillings and threepence. Right. There we are. Thank you. You can leave that. <laughs> Fool. <laughs> Little does he know that the real fare is not 18 and threepence, but 32 pounds, six shillings. Little does he know that I'm nothing to do with the railway at all. <laughs> Thus, Seagoon arrived at HQ MI5 with the wind behind him. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. Come in. Uh, come in, X2. Thank you, sir. X2, uh, you, know, uh, you, know, you know what we want you for. No? Oh, well, don't go away. We'll think of something. <laughs> ah, 
Russia? No. Uh, oh, uh, ever, ever been to Moscow? Yes. That'll do. Colonel Spondle Clacknock, will you uh, explain to him? Uh, yes, well, uh, we have uh, reason to believe that the uh, Russians have uh, perfected a time machine. With it, they could go forward into the future, do you see? And once they are, they build planes that would travel faster than the speed of light. They've got to be stopped doing such a thing. You are the man for the job. Oh, talk. Thank you. Now, are you married? Yes, sir. Understandable, I suppose. <laughs> I would go on this mission myself, but it's well, it's too dangerous, you know. You mean I... I might get killed? With a bit of luck, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, the car, Colonel, ah, oh, Colonel, I was joking. Ah, <laughs> uh, X2, ah, uh, follow me. Right. Uh, in here. Ah, uh, Mr., ah, uh, Mr. Crump. Uh, morning. Morning? Ah, morning. This is X2. Uh, would you tell him about the, the, the Russian uh, intelligence? Uh, uh, the, the Russian intelligence. Uh, morning. Morning. <laughs> Captain Herring Seagull at your service, sir. Ah, yes, Captain Service. Now, here is a photo of the Russian master spy, Igor Blimey. He's escaped from every prison camp in Europe. There's nothing on this photograph. He's escaped again. <laughs> Never mind, next. Next, there is the most hated man in Russia. Who? Jack Benny. They too, eh? <laughs> Poor wretches. Ah, they too, but... Ah, now, the most deadly agent of them all. They call him the Silent Bugler. The Silent Bugler? Yes. Nobody has ever seen him. But here is a rare record of him. Just listen. I can't hear anything. That's him. Silent Bugler. If you ever hear nothing like that, look out. With that warning ringing in my teeth, I spent the next three weeks and two days training in a major blood Oh, oh, me owls, me owls. Oh, me poor old owls. You can start my war to rewind him. Thank you. Now, lad, training... They tell me during the last war you were taken prisoner. Yes, yes, but I escaped. Where from? Dartmoor. Oh. <laughs> First of all, disguises. Black your face with this burnt cork. That's it. Now put on this straw hat. Now I'll just take this banjo. There. You look marvellous. You, you think it'll fool the Russians? Russians? You idiot, you'll never fool them in that lot. Take it off. It's a good job you came to me. <laughs> you stand by me to rely on you. Thud. Oh, thud. Russians, you say? Well, well, well. Well, in that case, you definitely need to appear inconspicuous. I have a very outfit. Stand by to check. Right. One ginger beard with detachable bells. Yes. One pair of reversible plastic socks, easily convertible into dog cardigan. Brilliant. One pair of false cardboard skis. One wicker teapot with underwater escape apparatus. Right. One rubber dagger. What's the use of a rubber dagger? Well, we don't want to shed blood needlessly. You're a bit front make of London. Son, now finance. 3,000 lira in rupees, pair bill and procedures at any Mongolian bank, whilst wearing tennis shoes in a thunderstorm under fire from rocket batteries. Ill thought of everything. Of course. Now the sensitivity test. I shall just blindfold you. So, now, I want you to tell me what I'm doing. Right? Sir. Good. Um, you're 
taking my gold ring off my finger. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, now you're removing my gold watch and my fountain pens from my pocket. Bravo, keep it up. <laughs> oh, now you're taking my wallet. Oh, you've taken my money belt. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> That's right. No, no, I, I can't feel you doing anything yet. No. Hello? Uh, call, call for you from Paris. Hello? She come the lesson's over, lad. <laughs> End of the silent bugle part one. Have the organ, Max Galbraith. The Silent Bugler, Part 2. But first, for listeners who have just tuned in, here is a rapid synopsis. <laughs> now, read on. 
Before my departure for Russia, I took one final test. Chigun, uh, we want you to identify objects that will be held up in rapid succession by the sergeant here. And said that through the you. Good. John Jackals, do your duty. Oh, okay, sir. <laughs> now, darling, my good man, the first object I hold up is this. What's this? A banana. Good, 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 good. <laughs> Got rid of that. Oh. <laughs> now then, what's this? A pencil. Good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now then, now then, my man, the last one. Now, what's this? Oh, what's this? I'm holding. Let me see now. Let me see. Um... Come on. Look at the shape. Yes, yes, I've seen. I, I see one like it. Come um, on, you know what that is. Uh, no, I, I'm not. I'm not Come quite on. sure. I, 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 I can't honestly say that I've. Go back. Yeah. Well, what was it? An elephant. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I well, should have guessed. Well, why didn't you done? Not my that, but what did Steady echo. Steady. Steady echo. Now, Tigo, no, just one more, more You can send boys with your hand. I'm sure I can do. <laughs> Blue bottle? I had you talk again. I had you. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Pauses for audience applause. Continues that. <laughs> oh, I should have said that before when you clapped earlier. Strike, stand easy, Poe. I understand you have a secret weapon for me. I have it, I have. Unscrews false kneecap, takes out secret gun. I'm in agony as I have not got false kneecap. <laughs> Puts on bold face. <laughs> it still hurts, though. What is this remarkable weapon? It is, it is my backshot pistol. You mean whoever fires this pistol gets killed himself? Yes. You just give it to an enemy, he aims it at you, and then he gets dead it himself. Brilliant. How's it work? I'll show you. <laughs> I just point the gun at you, then I pull the trigger, and... Oh, no. You point it at me and you pull the trigger. Thanks. I, I point it at you like this. No, no, don't point it at me. Point it at yourself. But you said the point... Be careful. Don't point it at me. You're not in you. You're me. You punctured my flesh Gordon bulletproof space vest with cardboard lapels. Price one and nine at all good chemists. it's left to register for next year's radio awards. The Silent Bugler, Part 3. In a dark car with a hat pulled well over its eyes, Seacombe was next driven to a submerged airport. Once there, I was given a spoonful of air linctus for my nerves, which I had unfortunately brought with me. Well, passengers with a disguised MI5 tickets for Mystery Flight X to undisclosed destination. 
please inflate their false wigs and crawl as inconspicuously as possible to the isolated black plane standing in the shadow of the barbed wire. Thank you. Mystery flight X, this way, please. Passports, please. All passports, please. Names are. Uh, Mrs. Gladys Murgatroyd. Right. <laughs> Next. Woof, woof, growl, growl, woof. Next. Madame Fifi La Bonbon, male impressionist. Good luck. Next. Sir Arthur Bighampton. Right, ma'am. Next. Little does he know that I'm not Sir Arthur Bighampton, but only his son, Prunella. Little does he know that I'm not woof, woof, growl, but growl, woof, woof. <laughs> Little do they know that I'm not, as I said, Mrs. Gladys Murgatroyd Spinster, but Miss Gladys Murgatroyd Bachelor. And, uh, and you, sir? I'm X2 or Captain Harry Seagoon, secret British agent. Plainly, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't believe me. Close the doors. Now fasten your safety belts. Morning. 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 Morning, ma'am. Morning, everybody. Morning, boy. Everybody take your seats, please. All safety belts to be fastened. Now, come, Captain Seagoon, you must fasten your belt now. Why? Your trousers are coming down. <laughs> uh, contract. Contract! Give it the garnering burn. Give him time to get to the modern deep in enemy territory. Very deep. I was dropped without a parachute. <laughs> but all the other occupants of the plane were also dropped. I was suspicious. 
Walking along the Fredstrasse in Dresden, I was halted by two men heavily disguised as Englishmen. Ah, good morning, Herr Sigurd. And how is my hair this morning? Going a bit thin on top. <laughs> I said. And they replied, Ach, Marlene Dietrich, Ashton, rose of paper on butler, Gablungen. Spitfire and egg in the eye, Rommel, Gazeitung, up the old Gilingen, blah. Curse, he speaks Russian fluently. <laughs> I must reply, <clears throat> Si, si, senor. <laughs> Poor Russian fool. Little does he know that I'm not really a German, but I speak the language fluently. Poor German fool. Little does he know that I am not a poor Russian fool, but Major Bloodnock, a poor English fool. Ah, pardon. Pardon, my name. I can know you Morgan. Ten to one. Time to open my sealed orders. Ten to one. Time to open my sealed orders. Twenty to three. Time to open my sealed orders. I wonder what mine say. Oh, yes. The man standing before you is Major Bloodnock. What did mine say? The man standing before you is Captain Seagull, who has just been informed who you are. See, what mine say? Beat two eggs, add four ounces of... Oh, I got the wrong envelope. I got Mrs. Beaton's cookery book. Seagull. Mrs. Beaton! <laughs> <laughs> now, we must disperse. We yes. shall meet here when the clock strikes one. Right, when it strikes one. Hello, Bloodnock. Ah, uh, Seagull. Hello, Mrs. Beaton. <laughs> You're late. Where have you been? Don't answer that phone. It's ringing in Russian. What? Tell her to put on this false beard. Now. Hello? Who's speaking? If you take that silly beard off, I'll tell you. <laughs> Now listen, this is HQMI5. Orders. Find the silent bugler. He knows where the time machine is. His location, the Dresden Opera House. Right. Right. Men, the Dresden Opera House. Hurry! Ah, here we are. <laughs> Today's symphony concert featuring what's this? Relgabt Nellis Hetzer? Gad! That spells the silent bugler backwards. Inside! Here we are. Ah, here's an empty box. Not a match in it. Just in time. <laughs> Just in time to miss the first 60 movements. Just look at the orchestra. He must be over 150. Oh, they look much younger. Shut up. <laughs> and listen. I wonder which one is a silent bugler. That's him. Cassie, stop playing. I didn't hear him. Well, listen, and there he is now. Where, where, where? At last, he's gone again. What was that? What? The music seemed to repeat. I didn't notice anything, and I know my Wagner backwards. But they're not playing it backwards. Ah, that accounts for <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Good heavens. Oh, oh. The whole orchestra are phonies. They're miming to a gramophone record. Then the silent bugler? He doesn't exist. It must all be a bluff. You, you mean... He doesn't exist. It's all a bluff. Must be. The whole orchestra are secret Russian agents. We must get out of here quick. But how are we going to find a time machine? We must split up and search under the theatre. Okay, let's go. Oh. Wait a minute. How do I know you're not enemy agents? I want proof of your identity. Very well, my card, sir. Major D. Bladner. My card, Captain Harry Siegel. And here's my card. The two of clubs. <laughs> For listeners who've been asleep, of whom I'm one, here's a short resume of what has gone on before. Helen Lovejoy, beautiful heiress to the Halibut Millions, has been jilted at the altar by Villain de Paprico, son of Louis XIV. 
Peter, Villian's Eaton boating friend, has heard this, but being in Tibet has embarrassed Mary, his fiancée, who, being the only cousin of Sir Ray Ellington, has passed the title on to Baron Gildray, also heir to the Halibut Millions. Now read on. Has he finished? Yes. Well. Now... Ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are alone under the theater. That's it. And you are about to speak. Look, the time machine. And put it this, is half past four. Put this bomb under it. Wait. Well done. Somebody's coming. Hands up, white man. It's a Russian. Run for it. Taxi! Safe at last. So you all came back. What? Hands up. Hands up. Up, down, up, down. What's all this for? We like to keep our prisoners fit. We don't care. We destroyed your time machine. We can die knowing we've done our job. You fools. You only destroyed a replica of the time machine. Curse! Foiled by your own stupidity in a bad script. What, 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 what? I happen to be wearing red flannel underdrawers with a patch on. If I could lower my trousers, he'd think it was a Russian flag and salute. Right. <laughs> I'll pull from the back. One, two, three. Cup. Long live Russia. Get him. <laughs> Don't shoot me, not a Bolshevik. Me, a white Russian. Oh. <laughs> Where's the time machine? The box in the corner. Right. No mistakes this time. Put this bomb under it. But they'll hear it. Not this one. <laughs> it won't go off until the 23rd of November. The 23rd of November? That's my birthday. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you. That was The Goon Show, a BBC-recorded programme featuring Peter Sellers, Harry Seacombe and Spike Milligan with the Rainer de Quartet and Max Geldray. The orchestra was conducted by Wally Stott, stepped by Spike Milligan, announcer Wallace Keith Slade, the programme produced by Charles Chilton. I didn't like that one, man.